Bird. It is nightly readings with Fiona and today we are continuing Revolution Plus Love by Lu Jianmei, Literary History, Women's Bodies, and Thematic Repetition in 20th Century Chinese Fiction. And today we are starting with the section Jiang Wangqi and Mao Dun, New Women's Sexual Bodies and Politics. And I guess I should just go straight into it, right? I mean, no need to dilly-dally today. So, here we go. Jiang Wangqi and Mao Dun, New Women's Sexual Bodies and Politics. Jiang Wangqi, regarded as the initiator of the revolution plus love formula, ended his career as a revolutionary and a writer tragically. Although he had won accolades for his introduction and promulgation of Marxist theory and proletarian literature, and was considered a classic writer for his writing of Revolution Plus Love, he was expelled from the Communist Party in 1930, and his literary practice was criticized as oversimplified by Mao Dun and Kui Bai. Even though he was the most prolific professional communist writer at the time who founded the Sun Monthly, the New Tide Monthly, and Explorer, and acted as an important revolutionary propagandist, he, dis he was dismissed by the CCP. At the same time, his books were the first to be banned by the GMD. Despite successful sales of his books in the late 1920s, he was unable to gain any income from his writing under the strict GMD censorship in 1931 and died of tuberculosis with only a few friends around. According to Xia Yan, the critic, writer, and party cultural official, there was two reasons that uh, Jiang Wangxi was given a disciplinary warning by the CCP in 1929. His novel, The Sorrows of Lisa, and his innate inability to obey the iron discipline of the party, that Jiang Wangxi's fiction was itself a form of ambivalence caught between revolution and counter-revolution, led to a reductive account of his relation to the CCP. The announcement, Jiang Wangxi expelled from the CCP, published in the Red Flag Daily News in 1930, specifically pointed out the bad influence of the sorrows of Lisa within the party. As the repeated criticism of Jiang's novels indicate the connections between politics and gender proved more complicated and threatening than communist critics expected. Even if Jiang's representation of women's bodies is more vitally involved with the political propaganda than that of Mao Dun, it still renders diverse meanings. That is to say, the correspondence between erotic bodies and the political ideas they represent can be uneasy and direct and fluctuating. What seems to be stated by the formula revolution plus love has the possibility of being subverted by layers of signifiers which resist any straightforward reading. In Chinese history, women's bodies were usually confined to the morality of Confucianism and they were thought to be dangerous if they trespassed in men's domain. After the emergence of the concept of the modern of mo the modern women 
people's bodies became more and more important in terms of their representative power. They could stand for progress or corruption, for the production of the new order or the decay of an old one. In Jiang Wangqi's the moon forces its way through the clouds and the sorrows of Lisa. Women's bodies play different roles in the transmission of power, one for revolution, the other for counter-revolution. However, this use of women's bodies inevitably positions Jiang's masculine or violent way of writing on the forever contested ground where the fluid and the female can reshape the masculine logical system. And the moon forces its way through the clouds. A new woman, Wang Mangying, falls in love simultaneously with a man named Liu Yuqiu and the ideal of revolution. With great enthusiasm, she joins the Revolutionary Army, fighting as a female soldier and experiencing the real crudities of world war, similar to what is portrayed in Yi Bing Ying's Diary of a Female Soldier. But after the fiasco of the first Chinese Communist Revolution in 1927, Wang Mangying goes through a state of dejection, leaves the army, and then starts a new life in Shanghai. In order to survive, she sleeps with various men who belong to the bourgeoisie. Although her behavior is like that of an ordinary prostitute, she never feels ashamed of herself because she regards to her own prostitution as a continuous way of revolting, of struggling against the old society and the bourgeoisie. Only when she adopts a sister and encounters one of her old admirers, Li Xiangzi, who keeps his revolutionary beliefs and works for the Communist Party, she does realize that she has trapped herself in a solitary and wandering life. At the end, at the hap- happy ending of the novel, Wang Mangying not only gains her real lover, but also returns to the site, to the right road of revolution. The novel is remarkable in that the body of the female revolutionary can contains an unified, active, and destructive female sexuality, which is described as parallel to the power of revolution sex gender class and revolutionary identities conjoin rather than clash resulting in the bizarre harmony in which the myth of the revolution goes away the irony in wang Meng ying's pursuit of revolution in the city is that she invests meaning into prostitution which raises poignant questions about what it means to be a modern decadent revolutionary woman and how the erotic female body conveys and distorts revolutionary discourse marxist critics have a hard time with wang Meng ying's be- bewildered reaction to the old dark society Quan Ching Kun points out the flaws of Jiang Guangqi's de- depiction of this new woman. First, as to Wang Minyang's romantic activity after the change, Jiang does not provide enough criticism. Second, Man Ying's knowledge of revolution goes through a transformation from the individualism of heroism to collectivism. But Jiang has not fully eludicated her consciousness of collectivity. 
Critics have often wondered why Jiang Wangqi's proletarian literature is filled with details of Wang Menying's sexual affairs, but devoid of narrow- narration of collectivity. Yu Daofu thinks that, quote, Jiang Guangqi's product is not a real proletarian literature. His depiction of the proletarian in the manner of illusion cannot satisfy most new literary readers who want realism. End quote. It is interesting that Wang Mangying's romantic way of revolution resembles Guang, Jiang Guangqi's nature as a petite bourgeoisie. Described in his own words, the more intense the revolution appears, the more immense the romantic heart becomes. The characterization of Wang Mangying's in as a new woman is based in the spirit of romance, which in Jiang Guangqi's mind is interchangeable with other generalized terms, such as progress, revolution, and masses. The conjunction of the spirit of romance and the spirit of revolution reveals a cultural and political ambience in this early stage of proletarian literature. The apparently, quote, happy ending of the novel romantically celebrates the author's own interpretation of this historical stage. By setting the narrative in Shanghai, one of the most appropriate symbols of modernity, a place full of desire, money, and women, and the author gives Wang Mangying a double personality. She is a modern and seductive woman with firm belief in revolution in the sublime. Lingering on the street like other prostitutes, Wang Mangying appears to represent a destructive female sexuality unleashed upon men. However, instead of being a sex object, Wang Mangying controls the phallic power and turns it violently against men. As a femme fatale, she entices, mocks, and plays with men as her sexual instruments. The narrator emphasizes the subversive power of Wang Mangying's body by the fact that she, quote, rapes, end quote, men, rather than being handled and insulted. Her gaze upon men's bodies demonstrates her subjective position in the sexual game. Quote, Mang Ying closes the door, pulls him into her bosom, sits down, and carefully looks him up and down. His shy look and tenderness as a virgin intoxicate her. Mang Ying is burning with desire, wildly kissing his blood-red lips, white face, and beautiful eyes. She holds him tightly, heartily, enjoying his that uh, virginal flesh she takes off his clothes for him makes him completely night and naked end quote though the detailed narration were we are confronted with an eroticized and fetishized image of a male body described by voyeuristic terms usually applied to women's bodies wang Mangying plays a dominant role with masculine power thus her physical dangerousness becomes an effective and powerful means of fighting against the patriarchal system. The narrative is sufficed with a desire to emancipate the oppressed represented by women. As Herbert Matthews says, Marxian theory considers sexual exploitation as the primary original exploitation and the women's liberation movement fights the degradation of the woman to an asexual object. By transforming Wang Mangying's from female receptivity to male aggressiveness, the author creates a new image of female counterforce and the liberated woman whose battlefield shifts from the real world war to the bed. 
and whose weapon is her own seductive body instead of the gun she held before. It is interesting that while Jiang keeps Wang Nanying's physical tenderness, receptivity, and sensualness signs of her repressed humanity, he also uses her as a dangerous body to scramble for the aggressive and male-dominated position. Yet this usurpation of male power is still determined by the same hierarchical sexual system. The ideology of revolution has merely replaced that of patriarchy. The reversal of male and female positions is only new only a new form of female acceptance of a male principle, a female conveyance of male imagination and interpretation of revolution. By seducing the men who belong to the bourgeoisie or who reject the ideas of revolution, Wang Mengying distinguishes herself from an ordinary prostitutes. She attempts to judge her own behavior in a paragraph describing her um, psychology. Quote, but is it Mengying's it, but is Man Ying a prostitute, the most degraded woman? Man Ying asks her own consciousness, and she totally rejects it. Not only does she reject it, but she also believes herself to be the noblest and purest person in the current society. It is true that she is selling her own body, but this is because she wants revenge. She wants to use it to air her indignation when she finds out that other revolutionary means have already lost hope of changing society she then utilizes her own female body to make mischief in society this interior monologue indicates a conflict within her character she facilitates what the hell you know when um the word is cut off and then it starts on the next line? I don't know if I can read this word. She vacillates. Oh, there you go. She va she vacillates between the most degraded woman and the noblest and pure purest person. Her body is dirty because of her trade and she is in danger of contracting syphilis, but her mind is healthy, noble, and pure. And the means by which sex and the female body experience a process of sublimation. After she encounters her old lover, Liu Yu Q, who has betrayed his early revolutionary beliefs and become a rich official, she despises and blames him. I'm selling my body, but it is much better than selling the soul. You are a person who sells your own soul and you are worse than me. However, the, this hierarchical, uh, hierarchical subordination of body to mind systemic, systematically degrades the body. When it rebels or becomes depraved, the mind, the soul, or the will is necessary culpable. According to the author's value system, Wang Mengying's body may be sinful or an anarchic, anarchic, you know the word, and de um, decadent, but is it under the control of the uh, proper mind? But what kind of proper mind is this? Can Wang Mengying's erotic body really be purified? According to the novel, the female body does not remain passive and silent with regard to the sublime revolution in, in mind. Instead, it disintegrates and confuses the masculine contaminant of ideas, souls, and minds in an erotic frenzy. 
originally the subordination of body to mind, of female discourse to spiritual masculinity in the narrative mode, and been presumed to direct and sublimate the female body to a transcendental love. However, the rebellious quality of that female body as deformed, decadent, and promiscuous and monstrous conspires against revolutionary ideas instead of being channeled into sublimity the erotic body of wang man ying ultimately changes the meanings of revolution to self-destruction and nihilism in the novel when wang man ying suspects that she has syphilis she is first in despair then decides to use her illness as a weapon against society. If Man Ying used her own body to only insult men before, then right now she can use her sickness to attack society. Let all men be infected by her. She won't be done until she destroys this world. She hopes all mankind is destroyed by syphilis. Here, a contagious sexual disease has important implications for understanding revolution in a nihilistic way the use of syphilis becomes a means of revolting but it twists the transcendental unity of revolutionary discourse revolution is now equivalent to women's physically destructive power over society the world and the universe the tendency to destroy is characteristic of the modern age the revolution moreover Syphilis symbolizes modern disease and starting point of all decadence. In this way, the lower material and sensual existence and the danger of the female body run counter to the ideal of progress and revolution, directing it to purescence, decadence, and death. What puzzles Marxist critics is exactly this tendency toward decadence, nihilism, and disillusionment. The uneasiness caused by the erotic female body constantly haunts revolutionary utopia and collective discipline. Even if Jiang Wangqi arranges a happy ending in which Wang Mangying changes from a prostitute to a worker, a nihilist to a proletarian revolutionary, purifying not only her body but her mind and soul it seems that her motivation is love passion and romance rather than the ideal ideology of revolutionary of revolution wang mang ying says dear not only will i wash my body clean to see you but also i will subvert and change my inner worlds thoroughly from every corner then i can come see you therefore i went to the factory what you said is correct the life of the masses struggle has completely molded my body and my heart brother i can love you leftist critics such as hua yan Complain that Jiang Guangqi's insufficient interpretation of Wang Mangying's romantic and nihilist activities, as well as her transformation from a progressive prostitute into a communist, because the narrative of her promiscuous, sex promiscuous sexual life conspicuously overwhelms the narrative of revolution, such as an unbalanced depiction can be led readers to believe that libertarian a quest for pleasure corresponds to the pursuit of revolution. The narrative does not condemn Wang Mangying's last life, but offers 
plenty of explanations to legitimize her sexual activities. No doubt this reflects the author's commitment to both the fulfillment of sexual pleasure and ideal ideal of communism. All right, let's pause there. Because there's so much to unpack and we're at 20 minutes. So first I want to just take a moment to like let that sink in. I fucking love this section so much. It's Jiang Guangqi is taking this character who's a woman who is a prostitute who is a revolutionary and she's so multifaceted it makes me almost want to cry right now because like we don't get those characters and you know she's so complicated that she is a revolutionary and she's a a romantic and she is a hustler and she's trying to balance surviving and fighting and the way that she can and all she does is fucking fight and it's so beautiful because literally every single part of it just shows so much beautiful nuance to the revolution but the ccp could not handle it the communist party could not handle it and it was like shut that shit down we do not need women out here trying to you know become sexually liberated liberated and then if they catch syphilis going to the bourgeoisie and you know making the whole entire world catch syphilis no not today like literally that book i need to read that book like actually that whole entire like section was so fire because first of all like when we talk about representation like we never talk about such nuanced characters and for this book to be not only banned by the ccp but also the gmd what it's too beyond its time to even actually like be accepted by the radical left and the centrists so it's so it's just chef's kiss because you know this this is really the struggle of this encapsulates the struggle of women and the female body um in the revolution and discusses so many things you know it discusses sex work so it discusses being a factory worker it discusses being in the movement being in the military and all while like looking for love looking for romance but also like looking to kill people embrace people from this existence who are from the bourgeoisie class and it's Uh, It seems like an amazing piece of literature. I really, really want to read it now. I feel like it's so nuanced that, and I'm so sad that I've never heard of this book before. This would make a fire-ass movie. Like, her story sounds so beautiful. Like, I just, I cannot right now. I can't. You gotta understand, for me, like, I've never encountered much Asian representation, let alone 
such a beautiful way of encapsulating the revolution and the nuances of it and that earlier in the in the in the section it was talking about how once you realize the realities of the revolution you know she was in the military and having that gun in her hand you start to lean more towards romanticism and and love and 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 leaning on that as as hope because the the certain moment is just so dire and dark and sour that like there has to be some some light and i love that because that's exactly how i feel when we're doing organizing um it's it's so down like i feel down all the time and it and in the past two years when i've been especially getting this this sense of tiredness and and feeling like i need to stop doing this i i definitely have leaned towards being romanticism and love and all these other things to keep hope alive and i think that's sort of like part of the envisioning of the and reimagining of the future is what can the pure exchange of souls in the in the in the concept that we call love happen in in the future without any any bullshit like what is this why does it have to be so difficult and to that i say wow and yeah i'm going to leave this over here um i really enjoyed reading this today and we can do okay for my closing out pick a color blue white or green or yellow okay all right one two three you should have picked a color now lock it in if you were blue you are beautiful to me if you are green you are as nuanced as a tree and trust me trees have a lot of nuance to them if you picked what it what was the third color i said white okay i guess i said white uh you picked white you are like a library so full of knowledge and i hope to access you and if you picked yellow yellow um you're a bed super comfy and super comfortable and I hope you are comfortable. So, yeah, have a good night, have a good day, whatever you're doing right now. Hope it's all good. And with that, peace out.